Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. Uh, I'm Yoel Agazo, and I'm here with McKay Westbrook. Today, we have a guest on the show, Alex Regla. Uh, he's the uh, author of the online Substack newsletter called Throwdowns. It covers, covers the Lakers, pro wrestling, and other interesting topics, such as the, the X-Men. Uh, he's also done work previously for SB Nation Silver Screen and Roll, and uh, Bleacher Report, and uh, he's also Alex. You're, you're uh, co-hosting with Alex Padilla in, in the uh, uh, Taco Tuesday Silver Silver Screen and Roll podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're doing a every Tuesday. Me and Alex uh, do a little podcast for Silver Screen and Roll, part of their podcast network. We usually kind of recap the games or kind of preview games coming up. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I used to write for them. Now I'm kind of in their podcasts little network they're building which is really cool right right no i mean we really appreciate you hopping on um the uh we're excited to, to have you on and welcome to the show um in, in today's uh show we we wanted to to preview the matchup uh between the lakers and the and the uh denver nuggets um the last time the lakers played the Den- denver uh, was in the Western Conference final, or in the Western Conference final, was in 2009. Uh, Lakers won in six games, as you know. Kobe was absolutely amazing throughout throughout the whole ser- the series, and particularly in Game Six, where he scored 35 points and 10 assists um, uh, to put uh, Denver Nuggets, who had Carmelo Anthony, J.R. Smith, Kenyon Martin, and and Chauncey Billups. Uh, uh, to put them in their places, you know. <laughs> but uh, before we head on and, and talk about the matchup, can we just take a moment to talk about the Clippers and, and how badly they choked last night? Oh, so bad. Um, I I mean, every single one of their last three games, I think they've they've been up, you know, at, at the half. And for the most part, by significant numbers um last night they were up by i want to say 12 just before the end of the of the half uh they let the nuggets close it down to two and they ultimately ended up losing by 15 you know i i don't think there's any kind of excuse for it Kawhi leonard and and paul george played awful and uh but i i have been loving all the memes that have been coming from it are you guys just been laughing all day and all night like I have, or what have you guys been doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been nonstop. Their memes keep coming. <laughs> and they're so good, too. Um, the great thing about Twitter, like if you tweet something or if you say something on TV or you write an article, no matter what, there's someone out there who's saving those receipts. You know, they're saving every <laughs> yeah. screenshot, every video, every TV appearance. And right. Uh, right. we got Pickup Hoop in the Lakers Twitterverse, who's fantastic at kind of mm. piling yes. all these things in huge threads. And yeah, last night was pretty, uh, it's probably the closest thing to like Armageddon I've ever seen on there. 
yeah, it's crazy. Like a day after, because we're recording this on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Today's right. Wednesday. Um, it's still it's still funny to me, but I don't know. I, like at this point, I'm kind of just I'm kind of like I'm done thinking about that team. Right. Like, I don't exactly. want to hear about that team anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's getting to that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they don't deserve to be talked about anymore. Let's just move on from them. But it, I can't lie and say how funny all this is to me. I mean, this this has has to have been like one of the worst weeks for Clippers fans and Clipper Nation. You know, you your your team chokes and suffers a humiliating loss, a uh, game seven loss. And I mean, two games before that, or those last two games before game seven. I mean, how do you let the Denver Nuggets? Uh, um, cut the deficit and and take over um and then on wet on today next day after your you you know your team is eliminated from the playoffs um lebron and anthony davis are named the first uh, in the first team all nba as the first superstar duo to do it uh, in lakers uniform since Shaq and kobe i mean that's gotta be a bad week for for clipper nation <laughs> and that's saying a lot for that franchise right Right, no, right. yeah, that's. I I mean, uh, they they've never made it to uh, conference finals before, so this is atypical of of the Clippers. You know, it it's just funny because everybody's uh, been counting the Lakers out and saying that the Clippers have the best chance to win it all, and you know, the Clippers are the Clippers, and the Clippers are always going to be the Clippers. <laughs> no, I yeah. I guess uh, just um, I guess my my hatred towards them just grew this season, just because of, uh, I never really thought about them s- since before this season. You know the the attitude and mindset around the Clippers organization, this and the fan base, just been so annoying, uh, and it all went uh, up in smoke uh, Tuesday night. Um, I just I don't I don't know why they were just the attitude and the cockiness that they, they portrayed uh, and didn't uh, really deserve or earn. Um, you know, um, I think um, one of the, the Clippers billboard ads this season was earned, not given. And so yes. <laughs> it's pretty ironic there. Yeah. Well, they, they earned uh, their spot in the Western conference semifinals and, and that's about it. And, you know, their attitude has a lot to do with um, the acquisition of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard that the Lakers um, thought at different times were for sure coming to our organization. You know, 100%. I remember a few years back, it was 100% that Paul George was going to come. And then just before Kawhi um, committed to the Clippers, you know, sources were saying that Kawhi was almost 100% coming to the Lakers. And so they, you know, they, they had their laughs about that when, when they got both of them and we got neither, but last laugh is, is, uh, is going to be ours. Well, it's yeah, to be I was, determined. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I was saying on the Tuesday's pod, the Clippers this year kind of were exactly what everybody thought the Lakers were going to be, like this huh. drama-filled team, uh-huh. huh. uh, yeah. cocky, uh, privileged, um, not hardworking. Like all year, we've heard they're oh, you know, with their dogs, they're physical, 
They're <laughs> right, strong, right. physically stronger, mentally stronger. They know that the Lakers are weak. And it's just funny the way they went out and how things played out was basically the opposite happened where, I mean, we got the report today from Chris Haynes that, you know, Montrezl Harrell and Paul George had a little back and forth during the game yesterday. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, like, that stuff just didn't happen at all with the Lakers. And this is, like, the first time in years where the Lakers, like, I can't remember a negative story. One negative story that came out this year from this team outside of them, like, losing a game. Like, nothing leaked in terms of their locker room stuff. The front Mm -hmm. office has been fantastic this year. Like, we haven't heard one, like, Rob Palenka story. That's crazy. (laughs) Right, exactly. Interesting, huh? Yeah, so it's just funny how things ended up that the Lakers are everything the Clippers were supposed to be and the Clippers were everything the Lakers were supposed to be. Man, I I don't know. Just just happy. Just been happy for the last <laughs> <Right>. four, <laughs> 24 hours. Um but uh um but we need to move on, you know. We need to to focus now. Uh we know who our matchup is. It's Denver Nuggets and and they're they're a good team. They're, uh, they have this, this is a team with heart and, um, I want to, um, take the next segment here after the break to, uh, talk about this matchup, uh, and get into, uh, that a little bit, but, uh, let's take a break here now. And, um, but, uh, we'll talk to you in a second. Hi, this is Yoel Legazzo. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating or review. We would appreciate it. It'll go a long way to help us to continue to do what we're doing. Your support means a lot to us. We're also on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Come interact with us and join us as we journey with the Lakers on the road to number 17. If you'd like to be updated on the most recent Lakers news, follow us on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop, where we'll give you daily scoop on all things Lakers. Again, thanks for your support. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm here with McKay Westbrook and Alex Regla. And uh, like we said, we're going to preview the, the Western Conference matchup, uh, Western Conference finals matchup uh, between the Lakers and, and the Denver Nuggets. Um, just, uh, you know, Lakers went 3-1 versus Denver in the regular season. Uh, the two wins, uh, or there, there were two wins on the road at Denver and then one in the seeding games. You know, remember Kyle Kuzma uh, hitting that game winner. Uh, three, pretty nice uh, play there. Um, and then there was that one game where LeBron uh, didn't play and we lost. And we lost, I think we lost by like 24 points or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, you know, what do you, what do you guys think about this matchup? Um, what do you expect uh, uh, to see, to see here? Um, I, I imagine it's probably going to be pretty different from, any of the matchups that that they've had before um we're gonna have most likely anthony davis um or dwight howard javel mcgee 
on Nikola Jokic. I think they'll end up giving him problems. Um, and we, we've got several really good defensive players that we could throw on, on Jamal Murray as well. And I think if it comes down to it, you know, if Jamal Murray's getting real hot and he can't be controlled, we'll, we'll put LeBron on him. You know, I, I don't know that people give LeBron, um, enough credit for how good of a defender he is. And that's probably because sometimes he gets lazy on defense, but when he puts forth the effort, he's an incredible defender. Um, and I, I think he has the ability to, to shut Jamal Murray down. You know, he's bigger. I think he'd be able to, to keep up with him fine. And um, I, I think that the series is going to be a drastically different one just because of the defensive ability of the Lakers. Uh, yeah. Like I, I think these, like you said, I think this series is going to be a lot different from a few different angles. Like for one, Denver has a big as their kind of main offensive hub. Right. Whereas in the last two teams they played, you know, everything was very perimeter heavy. Mm-hmm. You have a guy like Harden and Dane being the guys creating everything where it is for Denver. It's almost a complete opposite. It's a little more traditional. And you would think that the way the Lakers constructed this, this roster by going so big and having all these athletes out there that can guard multiple positions, that this is kind of what they were built for and kind of what they're going to be best at. So in, in, I mean, like in theory, it sounds like the Lakers would match up better with Denver than they would against those other teams they played. But I, again, I thought that he was McKay. He brought up a really good point that the, this team has already shown they have a ton of heart. Uh-huh. And I think with a team like Portland, who they beat, they were so, you know, they were so injured and they were so kind of outmatched by the Lakers. Like they kind of got lucky even to make the playoffs. And then with Houston, they're very similar to the Clippers that I think any type of kind of disruption or anytime you get punched in the mouth, they're probably going to fold. And I think Denver's already proven kind of come back back to back series where they're down three, one, that this team's not going to fold. Right. So I do, mm-hmm. I do not worry, but I am interested to see how the Lakers handle the Nuggets when they don't fold, when they keep fighting, mm-hmm. when they come back from leads. Because this team, the Lakers have proven, like, they get lazy at times. They kind yeah. of play with their food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do kind of want to see how engaged they are from game one. Because game ones have always, not always, but at least in this year's playoffs, they've kind of taken lightly. Right, right. I, I, I think it's going to be a whole new, yeah, your good point there that, uh, um, you know, we have a, a Jokic here that could, uh, uh, he's a really good passer. Uh, it's a whole, it's going to be a whole new ball game. Um, the, nugget, the Nuggets, I think that, uh, uh, you know, they perform so well, like you said, when, um, when their backs are against the wall. And essentially when they're counted out, which at this right now, uh, judging from all of the media right now that, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're basically saying that the Lakers are going to win. And, and I I don't think we can underestimate them. Um, One thing I did want to point out um, as we kind of uh, talk more into detail about this matchup here um, today, and it was Mike Trudell who, Lakers reporter who had uh, tweeted this out that Frank Vogel said he's, he'd expect the Lakers to return to form uh, against a bigger Denver team, implying more use of traditional centers, though he won't, he he wouldn't reveal his lineup plans. 
uh, says, but, but again, Lakers went small within g- games all season long. They've been good when big and, and good when small. Now we saw the, the quote unquote small lineup, right? With KCP, Danny Green, Braun, uh, Morris, and AD. Um, they had a net rating of 54 plus 54.9 uh, in the 30 minutes that they played together in these playoffs. And then our two big lineup in, the, in these playoffs um, had a, a, a plus 21 uh, net rating in 89, 89 minutes of playtime. Um, do you, do you expect, uh, um, you know, Frank Vogel said they'll return to form, but do you, do you expect us to start, um, you know, our, with our traditional lineup and then move closer to our quote unquote smaller lineup with AD at the five or what, how, how do you see, picture that, uh, going and keeping in mind that, uh, you know, uh, AD and, and, um, Jokic, uh, the, their, I guess their matchup against each other during the regular season. Um, I, I mean, I personally think that we'll go back to our, our traditional rotation. Um, It's just better matchup. You know, we obviously had to go a little bit smaller um, when we went up against Houston, Houston, just to not get out ran. But um, I, I think our, our lineup did pretty well against Portland against Nurkic and um, keeping him, pretty well under control. Um, I, I think we'll do the same thing and um, be able to keep this Nuggets team out of con- or under control. But uh, I mean, it's, it's like you said, we, we can't underestimate them. They're coming in playing inspired basketball. They've got a lot of confidence because they just came back twice from um, being down one, three and uh I, I think they're they're definitely gonna show some grit. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I like Frank Vogel has shown that he's flexible with his lineups. Like he'll make changes mm-hmm. if need be. Like sometimes at halftime he'll just like say, you know what, Javel, you're not gonna play the rest of this half. Morris is gonna start. Like he'll he'll be flexible in in that way, and that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. But I'm, it's kind of tough because like I, you just pointed out the net rating with Markeef in there it's been really good. So it has the traditional lineup. That net rating was really good in the Portland series. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not like there's a clear superior lineup in that sense. I think it is just matchup dependent. And again, sure. with Jokic, as I watched that series against the Clippers, the main issue that he gave them was the second, like, Zubats got in foul trouble and Harold came in, like, he just started feasting because Harold's mm-hmm. just too small. Right. Uh, and when you have a passer as good as Jokic and a shooter as good as Jokic, he can shoot over the top of Harrell. He can pass over the top of Harrell. That's mm-hmm. the thing I saw a lot of. Yeah. He would just find cutters, like, in the post. And that's where having a guy like McGee, who really long, like, I think he's, like, seven, six wingspan or something like that. Right, Like, right, you have right. him You have him in the post against Javel. That's, I mean, against uh, Jokic. That's not the greatest matchup for Javel. He's not a great post defender. Right. Here today, but mm-hmm. that's where I think Dwight might be an X factor here in the series after not playing really against Houston. Um, but again, like I also, I don't know how much you guys remember from the regular season matchups, but AD, uh, really cooked Jokic on defense in the regular season. Uh, and I do like the idea of kind of AD kind of dragging Jokic out to the perimeter, something Mm -hmm. the Clippers don't have in their front court. Zubats Mm -hmm. and Harrell can't spread the floor like AD can. So if you draw Jokic out of the paint, you're kind of leaving guys like Millsap and their wings, uh, 
really is your only backline defense where you have like LeBron and cutters and it, it's going to be interesting. I want to see how well Denver can defend because they're currently 11th in the playoffs in defensive rating, like mm-hmm. with of a defensive rating, 115.8. Right. That's not right. good. So right. I, I do want to see how the Lakers adjust to them because like we said, it's a different play style. Right. I, I, I think one of the, the reasons you, you brought that up, they're 11. I think one of the reasons why is because Jokic is not, is not a, uh, he's not a, a shot blocking center, you know? Um, I think the, the, the Nuggets have, have traditionally struggled to, to keep, you know, their opponents from, from scoring in, from in the restricted area. I think that, uh, um, and, and I think that's a presents a, an opportunity for, uh, the likes of LeBron and AD or Dwight, like you've mentioned, um, to to kind of feast uh, down low there, and I think that uh, I, I hope that, that they they take that they take advantage of that. Um, I think that both the, the the Clippers and 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 the Jazz they didn't really have that sort of uh, um, that uh, um, that t- sort of average that, that sorry that sort of offense in in the in the uh, restricted area um like the lakers do and and the the lakers are a different story entirely and 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 they have these players that can put pressure on jokic and uh, maybe even get him in some foul trouble um but uh i'm i'm in, I, I am interested to see how that plays out you mentioned anthony davis um on on and jokic i think uh on the defensive end on that um uh, he only shot 30% against AD when AD was guarding him. Uh, he had three turnovers and two blocks, and, and, and AD blocked him twice. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how many minutes AD is going to play at the five or how many minutes he'll end up guarding uh, Jokic, but uh, I think that uh, you're going to, my opinion, I think you're going to see uh, uh, some of that uh, um, head-to-head uh, battle with AD and, and Jokic. Uh, in in this series, um, uh, what do you think about uh, LeBron and how he's going to do in this series against um, uh, their defense here with Paul Millsap? I think, which I, I'm I'm assuming will be his primary defender, right? Uh, probably. I mean, I I think um, LeBron James is going to have his way, like he does with most any and. And all teams, you know, uh, Paul Millsap's uh, an older player. Um, not to say LeBron's any younger, you know, but um, I, I think uh, LeBron's just been so incredible with his ability to preserve his athleticism, mm-hmm. and I don't think, um, you know, the the Nuggets, like you said, are already not an incredibly great defensive team. I think. LeBron's gonna be able to have his way and um you know one another person who who came to mind when talking about all this you know and uh AD's ability to spread the floor and get Jokic out of the middle um I think Kyle Kuzma is actually going to do very well in this series just because of how well he's been playing off of the ball and the way he's been able to cut to the basket um if that that whole uh, if the paint isn't clogged up um i feel like he's gonna he's gonna keep doing that and he's gonna be able to have some good games 
Yeah, that's a good call on the Kuzma thing. I think those mm-hmm. last couple games, we saw how well he played because of how much he was cutting, right? Right, right. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that with – that's why I'm interested with this series and LeBron, like, specifically. Um, against Portland, Gary Trent was often the guy for some reason who got stuck on LeBron. Yeah, yeah. So – and then we also kind of saw that again in Houston where – I don't know if you guys remember this, but like when Ben McLemore was in the game, mm-hmm. um, LeBron would kind of target him like at almost every screen and roll to get him on him so he can kind of take advantage of him. Yeah. I, I am curious. That's why it's, it's tough to say like, you know what, how does a single guy match up with another guy? Because more often than not in the playoffs, so much of it is kind of targeting a weak link in the defense. Like we saw right. with Lou Will. Mm-hmm. So even if it is Paul Millsap directly on ball, like they're probably going to call a screen and roll and try to get, I don't know, Gary Harris on LeBron or someone in the post. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, he could find his cutters and stuff like that. But it is going to be interesting because I think Denver has some good defensive perimeter players. They do have Grant, who's really good. I like Grant a yeah. lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, Millsap, he's on the older side, like you mentioned, but he's at least built a little stronger than the other defenders he's faced so sure. far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Jokic is a big boy. You know what? Like he can't yeah. move his feet that great. He's not the greatest rim protector. But if you run into him, he's like a brick wall down yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I, it's hard for me. Like, uh, like I obviously I respect Denver a lot. I think they do deserve right. a ton of credit for what they did. Mm-hmm. I hope the Lakers don't overlook them and kind of take it for granted. And like you know what, the Clippers lost. We're fine. We got this. Like I hope they don't take that route. I don't think they will. Right. But it, I, I think how much AD and LeBron kind of dictate the tempo, how much they run against this team, how much of it they're engaged from game one, I think a lot of that will kind of tell us how this series is going to go. And then I just looked it up because I was curious. Um, out of the 30 teams in the regular season, where do you think Denver ranked in terms of how they defended the rim? If you had um, a guess out of 30, where do you think they ranked? Maybe middle of the pack. Yeah, so they were 22nd. Uh, okay, well, really, okay. yeah, and that's and they and Houston was barely worse than them uh, in terms of that. So wow. they're a little better than that in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, they've obviously right, right. okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, that that's I think that's gonna be an area where the Lakers feast like they've been the top team since the regular season and in the playoffs in terms of getting points in the paint, attacking the paint. So, how much Denver can kind of contain that, I think that's gonna be key. All right. Um, let me. Um, I think that's a that's a good point. I think uh, one last uh, thing that I wanted to to ask you guys is, you know, someone in the Denver uh, Nuggets are, has been on fire lately, and that's Jamal Murray. So, who do you want? Uh, you know, how do you stop him? Who do you want defending Jamal Murray in this series? I I, I think it. Um... Yeah, it depends on whether or not he can keep his hot streak. I we might have to play around with it a little bit, see, um, see how we do. You know, the we might have to put the double team on him a fair amount. Um, I've I've loved how Alex Caruso and Kuzma have been defending. I think they would be uh, great as as defenders on him. But you know, like I said, I. Um, when it comes down to crunch time, you know, you see in, in some of these games at the very end, LeBron's the one 
to jump on somebody so they don't hit that that game winning shot. Um, I think LeBron is probably the the best choice to be able to shut him down if he's if he's really getting hot and and he's feeling it. Um, but I don't suspect that LeBron will be guarding him for the length of the game just to you know save his legs and and uh keep him well rested yeah i think um hi yeah you brought up a really good point there in terms of nate possibly doubling him like blitzing that pick and roll like what they did with Harden and dame mm-hmm. the thing is with denver and i literally just as you said that i just thought of this for the first time because i've really been thinking about denver i'm still laughing at the clippers for, like the last day and a half <laughs> but yeah. you know how like when you would blitz Harden or how you blitz dame Mm -hmm. that double comes right so he kind of throws they throw the ball in the middle of the floor which is often the big and Mm -hmm. the big has to then kind of make a play out of the middle of the floor with denver they have literally the best big to do that in Jokic. right so i am curious to see if they blitz him or if they double him how like houston got so many open threes out of those and obviously the lakers rotations were great in closing out and everything Mm -hmm. But I am curious to see how Jokic, if they go that route, I'm not sure if they go that route or not, how much Jokic takes advantage of that and how much that forces the Lakers to kind of react and change their game plan. But in terms of kind of individuals, like I would expect kind of KCP, Danny Green, and, you know, at least starters to get a good chunk of minutes off him. Um, And then I can't believe we've gone this long without talking about Caruso. I know, right? (laughs) uh, I think Caruso is going to be huge in this series in terms of Murray. And he's done – a really, really good job so far in the playoffs in terms of guarding the the opposition's best perimeter players. So, I mean, if Caruso can go through the whole Western Conference, you know, guarding Lillard, McCollum, Harden, Westbrook, and now Jamal Murray, oh, my God, this guy's going to get a statue pretty soon. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm glad that you brought up Caruso. I was just thinking about, uh, you know, if, if, if Jamal Murray's out there and, our, you know, we have to rest LeBron, uh, an AD who's gonna who's gonna guard him or or, or one of our guard, starting guards, and you know Caruso of course you know and I looked it up here, um, and Caruso uh, held Jamal Murray to forty percent on from the field uh, in the regular season. Um, obviously, you know that's that's you know without context, but uh, I I I would expect to see Caruso um, guarding him. Um, a lot in, in, in this series and um, as well as KCP and Danny Green. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Lakers do to try to uh, um, counter, um, uh, you know, them passing it, Jamal passing it to, to um, Jokic if, if we go ahead and blitz him or, 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 or double him. It'll be interesting to see how to do that. Um, do you guys expect uh, this Friday? Do you guys expect the Lakers to win the, this one? I, I think so. Um, you know, we we're coming out well rested. Um, I think we're we're going to try and learn from from our mistakes in the previous two series and come out and and play good solid ball. Um, I think we've got to, especially with um, kind of the momentum that that the Nuggets have. Um, I think it's important for us to jump out to 
to a, a large series lead if we can against the Nuggets because we know they're going to fight until the very end. But in the case of the Lakers, if we can pull ahead, I don't think there's any way that we're letting the Nuggets come back from a 1-3 deficit again. Yeah, like you said, I, I think the Lakers are going to want to learn from their past mistakes and they want to win that game one and they don't want to give this team any more inspiration or motivation or give them any hope. Like right. mm-hmm. no matter what this team's going to think they're, they can come back and win because they've already done it two straight right. series, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you don't want to give them that early hope that, you know what? We already beat them once. We can beat them three more times. Like exactly. I, I think the Lakers, uh, I, I, on Tuesday when Alex asked me like, pick the next three games. I said the Lakers are going to go 3-0 in these next three games. I, oh, I really you? think okay. Yeah, I really I really think the Lakers are going to try to make this short. I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not cuz Denver again is a really good team. This isn't going to be easy. Exactly. I mean, at least I don't think so, but um I think the Lakers really want to send a message to the Clippers like, "Hey, we took care of this team when you couldn't." So, we'll see how it goes. No, I I'm, I'm hoping that they do. I'm hoping that your prediction of 3-0 uh, comes true <laughs> before Tuesday. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, of course I'm rooting for the Lakers always, but um, I mean, let's, let's, let's show, I'm hoping that the Lakers show the world, you know, who we are and um, uh, what we can do here. We're, we're only a few games, you know, uh, what is it? Eight more wins until we, we, we are, we're title uh, or we're champions. Uh, that's all we need to, to get uh, to that, uh, that goal. Um, but, uh, I think, you know, I think we had a good discussion here all around, uh, on, uh, this matchup, uh, with Denver. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, that's, that's it for today. Uh, if, uh, Alex, uh, do you want to put a plug in where they can find you before we, we end it here? Uh, yeah, you guys, most of my stuff, whatever I do, either writing podcasts or whatever, you can find me at Alex M Regla on Twitter. And yeah, I do have a newsletter. It's called Throwdowns. It's at substack.com. Um, I've kind of taken a little break because of going back to work and stuff, but uh, eventually I'll get back to that. So yeah, you guys can find me there. Perfect. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Alex, so much for, for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Um, you're welcome to come on again if, 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 uh, if you're available. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Um, guys, if you, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Um, if you like the, the show today, subscribe and give us a five-star review if you like the episode. Um, and follow us wherever you listen to your, other, to, to your podcasts. We'd appreciate the reviews, and it'll help us to continue to do what we're doing. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop um, uh, with close to 26,000 uh, followers. Um, follow us there, and um, we'll give you daily con- content on the Lakers. Uh, guys, with that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you next time. Refrigerator, the door is closed, the lights out. Butter's getting hard, the eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.